Take from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, a show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. How you, you doing, John Trumbull? You put some English on that, uh, you know, nerd out. Some English, oi. Yeah, you you went oh, like Wolfman Jack for a second there. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to spice up the uh, the openings every time. I'm trying to it's like... carry it up. Yeah, I like it. I'm trying to uh, put some stank on it, as the kids say. <laughs> the kids do say that, don't they? Uh, the kids I've hung, I hang out with say that. Yeah, and and the kids you hang out with are all like forty five. Yeah, they're kids to me. <laughs> We're young at heart, John. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how you been, sir? D- doing okay during the uh, cold, chilly winter months? Uh, you know, doing okay. We thankfully haven't gotten hit too too badly here in new jersey like the the nor'easter kind of passed us by mm-hmm. um, so yeah fairly lucky in that regard haven't had to break out the the old winter boots too much so yeah that's true uh yeah the rain kind of washed everything all, all the ice and stuff away mm-hmm. you know here comes the rain again coming on your head like a tragedy you know and uh yeah we're, we're doing all right over here on the on the east coast on the east side mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. we're surviving yeah yeah that's right. Striving so. and surviving. Yeah. But how are you doing? You, you had a decent week? Yeah, not too shabby. Uh, had a little bit of an ear infection because I, I, I still don't know how I got it. But uh, yeah, like my ear doctor was like, whoa, what's going on in there, fella? Your, your ear is all janked up. So I had to Ooh. get a little medicine. I'm on the mend. And uh, I'm happy to report uh, my ear is, is is almost back in tip-top shape. I'll be able to I'll be able to hear again and... And do all the, all the fantastic ear things soon enough. Yay! Yay, Yay right. for modern medicine. Yay! Trust the science, people. Trust the science. Trust the science, yes. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad it wasn't like a career-threatening injury. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd have to retire from hearing. Yeah. I'd think about it again. It's like, oh, I can't hear anymore, coach. I'm out. Yeah. And, you know, and speaking of career-threatening injuries, that figures into the plot of the movie that we're covering this week. We're covering uh, Melissa Rauch's movie uh, from 2015, The Bronze. Yeah, this was an interesting choice. I mean, we're, we're pick, we chose this one because of the Olympics. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember you brought it up first where you're like, hey, maybe we should do this movie, The Bronze. And I, when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that movie. Yeah, um, I, I think I was just randomly watching the trailer online because I, you know, because I, I enjoy Melissa Roush. I think she's funny. I, I became a fan of hers when she was on Best Week Ever. She was one of the recurring panelists on that. And right. I would I watched her a few times on uh, The Big Bang Theory. Uh, I, I like her a lot. I don't particularly like The Big Bang Theory as a show personally, but I, I like the actors on it in general. Um, so. Yeah, I would watch the odd episode, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, she's good in a show I don't like too much. <laughs> Not for me. Um, but... Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Like, it's it's weird. I know tons of people love Big Bang Theory. I know it's mm-hmm. one of the most popular sitcoms in uh, in years. Like, it, it I think it on... is officially. Oh, I think it's like the longest running network sitcom. I, I mean. Longer than anything, except uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, I believe. Yeah, it was on for years. It's in syndication, and like l- lots of people really love it. Like people 
whose opinion I value say, oh, no, it's really funny. Like, my, my sister loves me. We listen to this podcast. Hey, Mel. Yeah. I watched it for, I think, about a year, and then I was like, okay, I, I think I got my fill of this. And, I mean, I like, as... Okay, I'll I'll just go on a quick Big Bang Theory rant and then just move on. If you like it, fine, that's fine. I, I for me, I think I was kind of done with it when I realized like the subtext of every joke was about making fun of the geeks on the show. You know, it was always just like, oh, look at them with the, like their their emotions and the silly things they're they're into. Uh, you know, oh, it's almost like they're people. You know, like every joke on the show was like from the point of view of somebody who's not into geek stuff. And, you know, there I think there are other better shows that are truly by and about geeks, you know, like, yes, like, I mean, two off the top of my head, Community and the Venture Brothers, I think, have more of a genuine geek point of view. Right. Geek uh, representation matters, John. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. No, but, I, uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I've watched a couple episodes and I was like, all right, I think I. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I thought the jokes were kind of weak, and it just seemed very formulaic, yeah. and it just seemed like, all right, oh, the whole, the whole joke is that they're awkward nerds, and they're, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, nerds don't know how to talk to girls. All right, that's a, <laughs> that's a fresh new take. Right. It was, right. it was like you said, it was literally like by people who never really hung out or talked to nerds, and like this is just what their general idea of of a nerd is all the stereotypes. It'd be like if we wrote a sitcom about jocks and it would just be exactly about and there would be things that we would get wrong about that subculture. And that's, that's the, the, the vibe that I get from big bang theory. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm not, not a fan, but um, hey, if you like the show, fine, that's great. I'm glad there's something that you enjoy and it's, it's important to have things that you enjoy. So yes, yes. but just know you are wrong and we are correct. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, like you said, Melissa Roush is is cool. Uh, Jersey's own Melissa Roush. She uh, is a Jersey girl. Yes, uh, her her Twitter bio says Jersey girl. So yes, from uh, Marlboro Township, mm. and uh, I think that's like around. I don't know where that is. I think that's near like Red Bank and stuff. It's in oh, okay. some some more South Jersey. Yeah, it's in uh, Monmouth County. Okay, okay. So she. So, does that mean she calls it a Taylor Ham or a pork roll? I forget which is which. Dude, let's not go down this rabbit hole. We don't. I don't oh. We don't want to divide our audience. I'm not. I, I'm not going to open that can of worms. Yeah. I mean, but this movie it stars uh, Melissa Roush, uh, Gary Cole, Thomas Middleditch, uh, Sebastian Stan, and uh, the SNL connection, which you're probably wondering when we were going to get to uh, Cecily Strong. There you go. Boom. Yeah, so right there, Cecily Strong is in it. Not the biggest part in the world. I had no idea, but I I was watching the uh, trailer for this movie, and like Cecily Strong popped up, and I was like, oh wow, I had no idea she was in this movie, and that gave us the SNL connection. So I was like, hey, why don't we do this? You know, we, yeah. last year for the Olymp the Olympics, we did uh, uh, what was the ice skating movie with Will Ferrell? Um, oh, uh, Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. We did Blades of Glory. So let, I was like, let's do another Olympic themed movie because the Winter Olympics are around again. So we'll do we'll do a movie about the gymnast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this movie came out March 18, 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, this was written by Roush and her husband, Winston, mm -hmm. uh, directed by Brian Buckley. Who uh, seems to be mostly primarily a commercial director. Actually, I think hmm. I I looked up his thing and he, he seems to be like the commercial director. Like I think he's he was known as like the Super Bowl 
add King just because he had directed so many commercials that ended up in the Super Bowl. Um, in oh, the Super interesting. Bowl. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, he's not a name I heard before. But this movie, it was produced by uh, the Duplass brothers, uh, Jay and Mark Duplass. And I've seen some of their stuff. I liked their movie uh, that they did with uh, Jonah Hill and John C. Riley, uh, Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a... I saw that when that was in theaters. And uh, I was impressed with that. So I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know they had uh, something to do with this. So, um, yeah, I, I've got the, uh, the DVD that I rented from my local library. Mm-hmm. And I've got the description here. I can go ahead and read that if you'd like. Uh, sure. Actually, before that, do you want? I kind of wanted to talk about a TV show that is also SNL related. Oh, yes. Okay. That uh, I actually got into this week. Um, so, so guys, if you follow me on the Facebooks, as you know, as most of you do, because I'm 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 nice like that. He's uh, awesome. I really got, I really got into uh, the show Murderville that just got released on uh, Netflix. Now, I, I haven't watched Murderville yet, my own self, but I understand it's like a murder mystery, but it's also partially improvised. They have like a, a guest actor on each week, and the guest actor does not know, they do not know the plot of the show. They just have to follow along and try and pick up clues as they go. Am I describing it right? Yeah. Basically, so basically, in uh, Murderville, it's actually the whole show is based on a show in the UK, a British show called Murder in Successville. Uh, so it's, Our title is much, much better. It really is. Murder in Successful, when I read that, I was like, what? That's, That's a clunky a- title. Murderville. Boom. <laughs> yeah, just get it all. Just get That's one it. quick thing. Look, That's Murderville. It. Boom. Looks good on a hat. <laughs> yeah. That's why America's better. Yeah. America. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so in um, Murderville... Uh, it's Will Arnett's in it. He's also the executive producer. And mm-hmm. on the show, he plays uh, Detective Terry Seattle. And good, good name. That's another good, another great name. Good um, American name. Yeah, Terry Seattle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's In like you said. In the British version, he's like Terry Nottingham or something. Like that. <laughs> good morrow. I'm Charles Balderdash. Detective Charles Balderdash. <laughs> I'm Wilfred Singen Talbot. <laughs> the third. I'm here to solve this mystery. <laughs> Smoking out of like one of those uh, Sherlock Holmes pipes. Yeah, the, the uh, uh, yeah, the Calabash pipe. Apologize to any of our British listeners right now who we're probably upsetting. It's like, hey, we don't talk about that. We apologize, but hey, it's not our fault that you're lame. Wow. Oh, wow. This is, this is... Wow, we're turning... I'm burning all, right. all the bridges. <laughs> Burn them all. Uh, so anyway, so on, on Murderville, uh, Will Arnett plays Detective Terry Seattle. And it's like you said, each episode, they have a celebrity guest come in as his partner, his new trainee partner. Mm-hmm. And, and are they playing themselves? Yes. They okay. always introduce them as, hey, this is so-and-so. Okay. And so they keep their own name. And then they go out and solve, they try to solve a mystery, a murder mystery that just happened. So uh, they go to the the scene of the crime, pick up all the clues. The person who's working forensics there is pointing out the clues that they find out what they obtain. And then they go talk to each of the suspects. There's always three suspects. Now, nice. it's like what you said. Um, the thing is, everybody who's acting this out, they have a script. They know what's going to happen. The celebrity guest does not know what's happening. 
So this is almost like a dinner theater sort of thing where you go and you have a nice meal and then you try to solve the murder mystery. Yes, very much so. And um, yeah, so it's like them sort of figuring out clues, them talking to a lot of the suspects and of course uh, improvising things here and there. There's like a few things where Will is like, all right, I need you to go undercover and uh, put in this earpiece. I'll tell you exactly what to say. And it's Mm -hmm. them going undercover, go and it's like Will feeding him lines. And of course, the lines are always ridiculous and absurd. It sounds like a cool show. So it's it's pretty funny. It is funny, and it's actually you also actually have to be paying attention because as it's going on, the uh, as they talk to all the suspects, the suspects are giving you clues as to who done it. So you right. really have to fig- you really have to be paying attention. And at the end of the show, they bring in all three suspects, and the celebrity guest has to point out who they think did the murder. Uh-huh. And then they say, why do you think it? They have to back it up. And nice. then the, the uh, police chief says if they're right or not. And uh, yeah. And then after that, like after the police chief says that they're right or not, then they go back and say, well, it couldn't have been him because of this, this and this. And it could have been her because she was doing this, this and this. So if you're a like, comic fan and a mystery fan, it sounds like it, this would be up your alley. Absolutely. If you enjoy solving mysteries. And you enjoy improv, you'll really like this. Uh, the celebrity, Which I do. I I tag along with my local police as often <laughs> as I can, and I try to solve mysteries <laughs> along with them. And my assistance is not welcome. Uh, they they often say, "You are not a policeman. You should go home." You're and, yes. We you're not doing. We're not doing right along, sir. You have to leave. Yeah. We've told you this. They are like, stay fifty feet away at all times. authorized to solve murders oh dear when will you learn but i want to fight crime yeah i do uh i mean maybe the fact that i'm wearing a robin outfit is a little off-putting for them but yeah uh um, it might be the fact that in shorts yeah not nice legs all right is it well is it the adam west uh burt ward robin yeah of the uh of course i mean christopher chris o'donnell uh, version of it? No, patooey. No, <laughs> that would look ridiculous. That would. I mean, that's just way too shiny. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Murderville. Uh, check it out. Uh, the celebrity guests they have. Uh, there's only. It's really. It's a really quick watch. It's six episodes. Each each episode's uh, thirty minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. So the celebrity guests that they have are Ken Jeong, nice uh, Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek. Oh, okay. Okay. She plays Alexis. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Nice. Love him. Uh, yeah. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, ex-football oh. player from the Seattle Seahawks. And <laughs> that's an offbeat choice. Okay. It's, it's very offbeat, but it he's actually pretty funny. All right. Uh, Conan O'Brien. Nice. And Sharon Stone. Uh, I heard that she was on the show. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. So, and oh, uh, so the SNL connection uh, this show was also co-executive produced by Anna Dresden or Dresden. She wrote two episodes, and um, also writers Hannah Levy and Adriana Robles wrote on the oh, cool. show as well. And they were both uh, segment producers on SNL. All right, cool, cool. And and where is it uh, streaming or where is it available? Oh, Netflix, Netflix, baby, Netflix. Netflix. I have heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Murderville, highly recommended. It's genuinely hilarious. I got some really big laughs out of it. Uh, you know, some you'll see the guests, celebrity guests, sort of break and just laugh mm-hmm. a lot of it. And there's also a lot of improv people 
sprinkled in episodes too. Like David Wayne's in an episode, Rob Hubel's in an episode, nice. uh, Nicole Sullivan and Phil Lamar in an episode. You'll see like improv people Love throughout. Phil Lamar. Yeah. So uh, yeah, can't recommend, can't recommend, can't recommend it. Can't say it. Can't recommend it highly enough. Murderville. Check it out. Yay, Murderville. Okay. All right. All right. Cool, cool. So check that out. Um, but this week, uh, we are officially covering uh, The Bronze with yes. Melissa Roush and uh, our friend Cecily Strong, our, you know, TV friend, not yes. real life friend, uh, but fingers crossed. Yes. Um, so the description on the back of the DVD that I have uh, says, in this breakthrough comedic performance, Melissa Roush stars as Hope Ann Gregory, a once promising gymnast who won a bronze medal 12 years ago but is now a washed-up has-been, clinging to the glory days of her past. When she is asked to coach the town's newest gymnastics prodigy in exchange for a huge inheritance, she is faced with a serious dilemma. Does she jeopardize her hometown hero status by devotedly training this rising star, or sabotage her in order to preserve her own legacy? Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, so I think this movie came out in 2015 at Sundance, but officially had a wider quote-unquote release on March 18th, 2016, like I said. Yes. Had a budget of three and a half mil, made $615,000. Okay, yeah. So, you know, kind of a kind of a sleeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, but... Uh... Yeah, and um, I don't know. It, it really, this one really flew under the radar. I, I kind of understand why it, it made so little money because like yeah i re- i don't remember seeing too many ads for it like i remember seeing a few trailers for it online but i didn't see anything any tv commercials i don't remember it being in the theaters at all or you know or for yeah. very long i don't think it had a really wide release actually our friend yeah our our, our friend uh bill broski uh he tweeted uh, at us when we posted that we were covering this movie. He says, this may be the lowest grossing movie you've ever covered on the podcast. It made 615860 in theaters. And he says, I saw it in a theater. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw it was in theaters. And then he corrected himself and said, my bad, you covered It's Pat. But that was only released in 33 theaters. Wow. I'd forgotten wow. that was. <laughs> so I, I blocked that movie right out of my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we asked if, if he liked it, and, and Bill Brosky says, uh, yes, I did like it. It was interesting to see Melissa Roush playing kind of a Danny McBride-like character. I, th- I think that's a good comparison, yeah, because she is she plays a pretty unlikable person for most of this movie. Um, uh, yeah, it's very much like, uh, like you said, like the Danny McBride, Eastbound and Down, yeah. Foot- well, you know, basically Danny McBride's all of the, all the characters he's ever her, played. Right? Her ego is bigger than her ability. Her 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 what what is the phrase? Her ego is writing paychecks that her body can't cash. Yes, ooh, that's very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So it's basically that. Like she's she she used to be like a uh, this big you know gymnast back in '04. Mm-hmm. Um, she never made the she never got the gold. She got the bronze. But, right. like, that was enough for her to sort of coast on being, like, a hometown hero. In uh, Amherst, Ohio, this movie takes place in Amherst, which, yes. is a, which I learned is a suburb right outside of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And uh, in town, she's kind of a big deal. Um, she's also kind of in a state of, like, a stunted 
adolescence or maybe arrested development because, um, you know, even though it's been about like 10 or 12 years since she won the bronze, she still wears her warm up suit every day. That's she, she wears the warm up suit throughout the entire movie, basically. Um, yes. And yes. She, yeah. She has like her hair styled the same way she did when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she's kind of this thing where she still kind of dresses like a kid and has, you know, like stuffed dolls and animals. But at the same time, she does uh, very adult things such as uh, tons of pot, smokes, smokes the dope, and uh, does has has the sex. She has the sex. Uh, her character has the sex uh, several times uh, throughout the course of the movie, and. I, I liked how the movie like opens up. It, it really sets up her character well. It, it opens up with like a big montage. You see her training since childhood, um, and you know finally she gets to well, not the Olympics. It, like the movie sort of basically implies it's the Olympics, but because the Olympic Committee is very strict on how they lend out their name and logo, um, it's not the Olympics. At one point, we see it's much like in Blades of Glory. We see like a sort of mock olympic logo with like several intersecting circles but it not the olympics right. and it's like the uh, same way you can't say like the super bowl in commercial you have to say the big game the big game exactly exactly because if you if you say the super bowl you have to pay somebody yes uh, so, which is why i talk about the superb owl uh, <laughs> that's hoot, uh, hoot. yes yes it's you know all big celebration of owls um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. so, so and and then you see her at the games and when she's like warming up for her uh, her routine, her her gymnastics routine, she uh, steps on the balance beam a little wrong a little and she like injures her her Achilles tendon. Right. And uh, it, it's sort of like a Carrie Strug sort of thing. I mean, you yeah, remember. Very much so. Yeah, she and but and she's like let off the the floor, but then she's like, no, 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 I'm gonna go. And she goes out and she does her routine, and then she has that, you know, much like Carrie Strug, she has that landing, and she, you know, lands, but then she's like on one foot, and but she does just well enough to get the bronze to to place third. She had to score like a nine point seven. She gets like a nine point eight, and you know because she does this on an injury, uh, she becomes like this media sensation. Um, right. And, uh, and then they, they cut from that to her back home in Amherst in the present day, like 12 years later. And she is watching a videotape of her victory and she is masturbating to her own routine. And wow that that really sets up the character man that, that really tells you who the character is yeah i mean she's doing that while wearing uh her warm-up suit and the bronze medal she won right back which is off the wall that's this is like part of her whole um <laughs> her whole routine her whole yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a way to start the day mm. what a way to start a movie i mean, yeah and, yeah so yeah so right there yeah, it's it's starting things off uh, with a bang, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> hey oh, and uh, so, and and then she, like after she finishes that, she she <laughs> we see her like grinding some pills down and snorting up the powder. So yeah, she's she's not adjusting to post Olympic life very very well. Um, 
she steals money from her dad's postal truck. Her dad, by the way, played by the great, great Gary Cole. Um, underrated, criminally underrated Gary Cole. And we'll just take a few minutes to talk about how amazing Gary Cole is in whatever he does. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think most people know him from, you know, Office Space and Bill, Bill Lumberg, and he's great in that. But uh, he's also fantastic in Dodgeball and, like, other yeah. things. And, like, even he does serious drama really well, too. The like Brady Bunch movies. He's brilliant in that. He does, like, a hell of a, um, a Mike Brady impression. Absolutely. Uh, he just like channels the spirit of Robert Reed. And yeah, yeah, he was he's great in Dodgeball. He's great in yeah, most most anything. He he did a like a Babylon five spin-off in I think the early two thousands. He was great in that. That was Yeah. Part of part of me would love to see like him in the MCU, but I don't know as who. But I, I feel like I he mean, would definitely kill it. I I don't think I've ever seen him give a performance where he just didn't knock it out of the park. Um yeah, he, he's just great, and it's just always a pleasure to see him. I mean, just, yeah, hats off to Gary Cole, I mean, because he's just amazing. Absolutely. And, and uh, he, he's amazing in this. I mean, he's he's playing her her father who's trying to support his daughter on, on a postal worker's salary, and she's, like, she's going into his mail truck and stealing money out of his mail truck. Yeah, she's opening other people's mails for, like, yeah. birthday cards and, and just mm-hmm. taking the money out of the cards, which is... Uh, yeah. I believe is uh, as as they say illegal. Yeah, federal crime. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and he's and you know the, the dad's wise to it. He's like, you can't keep doing this. I'm gonna like in six months, I'm gonna get my pension, and I'll be living on half salary, and I can't support the both of us. You have to get a job. And she's like, hey, I don't have to work. I am a champion. I am. I'm I'm hot shit. <laughs> yeah, she she I mean she kind of puts on this thing of like she doesn't want she also like uh, cuz her father says, "Hey, why don't you go, you know, down to the the gym that you trained at? You could be a coach. You can coach people." But she, yeah. she insists that I am not a coach. I am a star. I was on dancing with the stars. It's right. not dancing with the coaches as she says. But so she she thinks she's a star, but she's not doing really anything in like uh uh, in gymnastics anymore to sort of keep up with that. She's just sort of kind of coasting off of her fame, but not doing any. She hasn't. I think she hasn't done any actual gymnastics in forever. She just right. kind of, you know, like you said, she uh, she hangs out at the mall a lot. Yeah. She knows everybody at the mall, and she um, buys weed from the the sneaker guy at the sneaker shop, and just kind of you know coast off of free food that she gets from the Sabaro. In the uh, in the food court. Yep, as you do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. living the dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, she. We see her ordering at the Sbarro, and like the guy's like, "Okay, that'll be nine seventy five. And then she gets very indignant, and she's like, "Hey, check the wall, Buster. I eat free for life here." <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and then you know, and she's also like a shopaholic and. Yeah, so she's she's not living her best life. <laughs> yeah, she treat she kind of treats everybody like garbage and like they're beneath her. And it's like you said, she's very, uh, very bad Santa, very uh, yeah, Danny very McBride, title, very yeah, yeah, like a like a total Brad gives people the fingers, curses nonstop <laughs> yeah. at, at everybody and anybody. Yeah, this this movie, by the way, it is rated R for strong sexual content, graphic. Uh, uh, gra- graphic nudity, language, mm. and 
gratuitous and some uh, I can't quite make out those uh, and some drug use. So yeah, yeah. So this movie earns its R rating, people. It's got it all, baby. Yeah. Um, you know, you you read that, and you're like, oh, oh, graphic yeah. sexual content and and oh, yeah. drug use and uh, yeah, yeah. You're in yeah. for a good time. Want to see some acrobatic <laughs> sex? We got you. Yes, there is a big acrobatic sex scene. There's a, a big comedy. As comedy sex scenes go, this is a pretty good one, I think. Um, I would put it up there. Yeah, like I mean, right off the right off the rip, of course, uh, the MacGruber sex scene is one of my favorites, and um, the sex scene in, of course, Teen America World Police is like that you know, is I, up there. That is up there. Iconic, uh, but I, yeah, I have to give at least an honorable mention to the movie The Tall Guy, uh, with oh. Jeff Goldblum and Emma Thompson. That has a great. Uh, co- comedy sex scene in there oh um, i haven't seen that yeah the uh the tall guy it's i guess it's kind of an obscure uh film but i i fell in love with this like in the early 90s it, it, he's jeff goldblum plays like the struggling actor in england and he falls in love with a nurse played by emma thompson when they finally get together they have there's this big comedic sex scene where they're they like basically destroy the room they're in <laughs> hot yeah a lot of fun it's uh richard curtis like before he did uh four weddings and a funeral and, and uh, love actually and all that so yeah check that out all right right check on all guy people all right, right on right on right on um so yeah so you know her dad's pressuring her to you know shape up and get a job and you know do something and she, and like she could be a coach if she wanted to but uh but uh, yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't want to do that. She hope hope is like no. I'm a, I'm a champion. I'm I'm a star. I'm you know. Yeah. I just want to live off my Olympic victory for the rest of my life. Yeah, I think she sees being a coach as sort of giving up on the dream of her being a big star. And I think she thinks, well, if I be a coach, then I'll kind of be forgotten in this town, and I'll be, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be out of the spotlight. And then who will I be? It's it's sort of a you know kind of an identity crisis type of thing. Yeah, I'll I'll no longer be an am is. I will be a has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So so da- her dad finally decides to just you know play hardball, and he cuts off her her five hundred dollar week allowance. <gasps> uh, <laughs> and and you know her her pills that she snorts are replaced with Flintstone vitamins. Mm. Uh, he locks his postal truck. Um, which it seems like he probably should have been doing that anyway. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, like uh, uh, Gary Cole, his the he plays the father Stan. He's a bit of a oh, maybe pushover, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Haley. I mean, um, Hope and uh, you know M- Melissa Rauch's character. She kind of walks all over him and curses him out, and he he's kinda, a bit of an enabler. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit of an enabler because. Oh, another thing we should have mentioned at the top. Um, it opens also this movie with um them at um hope ann's mom's funeral because i guess her, her i guess her mom died when uh hope ann was like about six months old yeah so like i guess based on that she he he's always kind of let her slide on things because she the death of the mother hit her hard yeah I, and she plays that card frequently too <laughs> yeah she does yeah yeah she's also living on the sympathy that for that like at one point like uh She's talking to another character who says, like, oh, well, my dad left when I was, like, five and a half. And she's like, well, my mom died when I was even younger. So that's worse. <laughs> I win. Yeah. Your dad just left. My mommy is dead. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, again, not a likable person. No, no, but it, but an interesting character. I mean, I enjoyed mm. following this character. I mean, I I enjoyed this movie. This was actually a little better than I was expecting. Um, I mean, I was I was expecting it to be at least a fair to middling movie, but I I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was well done. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we're also in, introduced to some other characters. Um, mm-hmm. one day as uh Hope Ann is you know drinking a a milkshake at the at the local malt shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that a, a young fan who is also into gymnastics uh, notices her. Uh, goes by Maggie Townsend, played by yep. Haley Lou Richardson. Yes, and like uh, she's kind of known as like the next big thing in gymnastics in town, and she's also a huge fan of uh, Hope. But you know, Hope kind of brushes her off because she sees her as like you know the young the younger model of what she used to be. Mm-hmm. And then we also are introduced to uh, Ben, played by Thomas Middleditch, you know, from Silicon Valley. And Ben kind of, he runs the uh, the gym that Hope Ann used to train at. So he knows her, he knows her for years, and uh, he's always had like a little uh, crush on her. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, yeah, she calls him twitchy because he has this sort of involuntary facial tick. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, this, and he's like, you're the only one who ever called me that. Yeah. I mean, they never say he has, like, Tourette's, but it seems Tourette's-ish, kind of. Yeah, it's probably better they don't identify, you know, what what precisely he has. Um, yeah. And also, yeah. another thing I just noticed, um, Thomas, Middleton, Thomas Middleton's character is named Ben, and mm-hmm. Melissa Rauch does have a bro- brother named Ben. Oh. So that's like, oh, I, is that, what's that about? <laughs> Um, I guess she just likes the name Ben. So, All right. Um, but yeah, so he's uh, like Thomas Middleditch. He runs the local gym and he's one of the people like involved with training this young uh, gymnast, Maggie. And Cicely Strong, uh, by the way, plays Maggie's mother. They're like a very low income household. They live in like a trailer park. And, and Cicely Strong's character works as a janitor at the local uh, college. Yes, community college. Community college, yes. Because Amherst uh, ain't that big a town. I, I ain't a lot going on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Amherst, the jewel of Ohio? Yeah. Um, but uh, so, and then, um, much to uh, Hope's surprise, uh, her former coach, Coach P, Elena uh, Paklovec, who... Uh, the the gym is named after her she uh dies of an apparent suicide and uh, shortly after that her her dad reads a letter uh from her from from coach p saying that i'm i'm leaving you hope uh $500,000 if you train maggie townsend for the toronto games but no one must know and you have to see her through to completion, you know, whenever her run at the games is, is done, you know, then you will get your, your 500,000, half a million dollars. Yeah. Absolutely. Which which we find out over the course of this movie, that is the same amount of money. What? Yeah. I was, I was shocked too. Let me crunch the numbers here. All right. Do the math on that. Carry the one. Mm-hmm. Zin, 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 divided mm-hmm. by two. Zin, right. zin, zin, zin. I'll be damned. All right. Yeah. Right. 
the math, the math checks out. Trust the science. Yep, exactly, exactly. So she, because you know, she could use this money. This you know, you could live the rest of your life on this money. She agrees to train uh, Maggie um, begrudgingly, begrudgingly, and there she's eight weeks away from trials to the national trials to potentially get in to qualify for the games. Um, and, but, but at first she decides to do like this really half-assed job at it. So she, she forces Maggie to eat, uh, uh, at 1200 calories a day. Right. Because I think she said that like, oh, Michael Phelps eat this much and he's, he's an yeah. Olympic winner. And yeah. So, yeah. And so, yeah. So like she's and, basically. And, and Maggie was previously on a 500 calorie a day diet, which makes much more sense for a gymnast. Because you want a gymnast to be light. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's basically, you know, basically Hope Ann is trying to sabotage uh, Maggie's, uh, you know, chances of doing anything. Right. And, um, you know, like you said, like he tells her to eat all this junky food. Uh, she encourages him to hook up with a guy that she has a crush on. So, like, you yeah. know. You know, over the pants. Stuff. Like you, you two need to, yeah, rub your parts together. <laughs> uh, yeah, so romantic. Yeah, and and when the qualifiers uh, roll around, she makes Maggie a protein shake, and she puts like a ton of pot into it. So she's yeah. really listless and out of sorts, and and all that. Um, you know, and there's something funny about seeing characters behave as badly as possible. You know, it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you watch like, uh, bad, like I said, Bad Santa, Bad Teacher, mm-hmm. there, there is a little bit of glee people get out of seeing someone do something that's incredibly heinous. Yes. It's, uh, yes. It puts a little, puts a little bit of a, a smile in your face, a little chuckle in your heart. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So at the qualifiers, uh, the judge for the qualifiers is uh, gold Olympian Lance Tucker, played by Sebastian Stan, who you probably know from the uh, Marvel universe as uh, Bucky Barnes, aka the Winter Soldier. Right. He's also uh, uh, Tommy Tommy Lee in the new Pam and Tommy thing that's out now on Hulu. Yeah, which I, which I plan on checking out soon. Um, I haven't been able to check that out yet, but I, that looks really good. I'm looking forward to watching yeah. that. It looks very interesting. It looks it's always weird to see something like like them coming out with a uh, documentary or something based on something that you live through. I was like, oh wow, I was mm-hmm. there for that. This is well, we we are getting old. What are you talking about? I'm young and I'll stay young forever, man. Okay, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna live forever. Yeah, and and yeah, this movie shows kind of the dangers of living in the past. Like when when Hope first sort of reconnects with uh, Thomas Middleditch's character Twitchy, she's like, "Aren't you twelve? And he's like, "No, I was twelve in in two thousand four when you were at, at the Olympics. I'm a grown man now. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. I I do grown ass man things. Yeah, because it's it's been twelve years since then. So yeah." Um. Yeah. So that's fun. So yeah. So so Maggie bombs her routine because Hope has just drugged her all up. Right. Uh, Lance wants to take over Maggie's training. Um. <laughs> and we find we find out when uh, Hope makes an outraged phone call to her dad that she lost her virginity to Lance. Yeah. Pop- <laughs> and, and, and her dad says, "Hey, you're." 
you know, you're you're a gymnast and your hymen broke without the help of a man. <laughs> Which, oh, God help me, I laughed. That's Ooh, that's boy. very funny. <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, but yeah, so I think also so the fact that now um, Lance wants to take over coaching duty mm-hmm. that that for that sort of puts a uh, hope in the position of all right no no i do want to coach her now now i'll show her up just to spite you and i'll make yeah. sure she's like the biggest star who goes to the game you know just to piss you off you son of a bitch. right and also she finds out that if yeah if she bombs out on the training she will not get any yes. of the money so zero percent fuck i've got to actually do a good job now yeah. so she decides to get serious about nike's training and then right you know, it cuts off cuts off the the boy uh you know she's like yeah no boys now you can't uh you, you, you can't eat the junk food anymore right and no 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 hooking up because you know and then he tells the boy uh, absence makes the dick grow harder yes which is uh that's pretty sweet that seems like good advice yeah hmm. uh-huh. oh, that's that's lovely yeah yeah and so yeah and so she she begins training maggie in earnest um and then finally at the national qualifiers uh maggie places third they've turned things around enough um and lance is appointed the women's head coach and threatens to uh threatens to cut maggie if she doesn't train with him but hope is like no fuck you i'm gonna keep on uh keep on training yeah I'm gonna yeah, she knows. Hit the bricks, Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Um, and at this point, uh, Twitchy decides to ask Hope out to dinner, and Hope is her resistance is down enough. She's like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's what you want to hear when you ask a girl out. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> sometimes that's the best you can hope for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? I'm yeah. floating on air. Yay! I wore her down. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and you know he he really pulls out all the stops. He takes her to the mall after closing because he's like, I know you like to eat at the diner or the mall, and you've eaten at the diner a lot lately, so I'm going to take you to the mall. Right. I do like though that uh that scene where he where they drive to the mall, and of course the mall is closed. There's nobody in the parking lot. All the lights are out, and like and so. Once he pulls up into the mall, her immediate thing to do is pull down her panties and pull her legs up right in the air. Yeah, you see her. You see her uh, in the passenger seat with her legs up in the air in front of her and her her panties around her ankles, and she's like, "What? This is what you wanted, right? You wanted to like fuck the Olympia?" And Ben's like, "Oh God, no! Hey, Whoa, what are you doing? Oh no, no, I I'm and we find out that he's like that. Twitchy is actually saving himself for marriage." Which is sweet. Yeah, he's no. yeah. Twitchy is just like like you know unrealistically sweet in this movie. He's a nice boy. He's, he's a, a nice, nice boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy, and and he actually prepares like a nice sort of picnic uh, dinner for her and, and inside the mall. Uh. Right. Which uh, I mean, that's I mean, I, I'm trying to think if I've ever done that for anybody I've uh, went out with. I don't. I don't think I went that far. I would just. Hit up, hit up a movie and, uh, you know, go to Chuck E. Cheese and call it a night. Well, sure. I mean, but you're a romantic. That's true. I am. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Movie and skee ball. That's that was my idea of uh sure. sure. I mean, and that's still your go-to thing for your anniversary, I understand. So. That's right. I'm like I told my wife, baby, time to get up time to get them tokens because we're yeah. We're getting all the tickets tonight. That's right. Some air hockey. Each man is ours. <laughs> some air hockey, some pizzeria uno. That's that's a more to me. Sometimes the Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> well, grown-ups now. We don't do Chuck E. Cheese. We oh. do Dave and Buster's, like grown-ups, John. All right. All right. All right. Um, so, you know, they have kind of a sweet first date, and they bond a little bit. They do a little, like, truth or dare, and we learn a little more about both of them. Um and you know, we we learned that she's like not a completely horrible person, um, right? And uh, we also learned more about her relationship with the, her old coach, Coach P, mm-hmm. uh, about like how, like after you know she got the bronze, the doctors say that she you know she needed to really rest her 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 Achilles heel, but mm-hmm. she wanted to go back out there immediately, and uh, I guess the, the coach kind of let her. And then she had like another accident, and then that kind of knocked her out like permanently from a, from gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then yeah, and then after shortly after this, she finds out that uh, Coach P was yeah, or or during the date, um, Twitchy tells her that Coach P was actually deeply in debt, and the gym was is very close to closing. Um, so she's like, well, what, wait, what about the half million dollars that she had? Oh, I think that was, I think that comes later in the movie, doesn't it? Well, I mean, that was my next note. So maybe I didn't get answer a little bit, but that seemed, that struck me as the next significant plot point. But do you have something else to say before that? Uh, no, no, no. That was, I think, uh, yeah, I think like after they had like a really nice, uh, dinner at, at the mall and then they, you know, they bonded and it was very sweet. And then they went on to like the big game and. It's uh then it's Melissa, um, yeah, uh, Melissa Maggie, uh, you know, doing her best in the gymnastics, and then I think then they have they meet up for drinks again because I think in the mall they had a, okay. shared a they shared a kiss. So it was their second date. Yes, this is the second date at the bar with them talking, and this is like the only time we see her not in her warm up outfit too, showing that she might uh, have some personal growth and she might be kind of done with the. She might be able. To, she might be starting to move on from the past and not and live in the now yeah she she actually is sort of embracing who she is like um uh twitchy tells her like oh you shouldn't because like she's <laughs> um we, we find out she's like you know binding her breasts so she can still like appear as the the, the i guess not prepubescent but like a young teenager the young teenage gymnast that she was and you know, he's like, no, you're actually a grown woman. You should, you should be that. <laughs> um, things and, free. Yeah. And she, she convinces her to stop that. Um, and, but uh, yeah. So then she discovers that Coach P was actually in debt. There is no nest egg that she was going to get. And then she discovers that that suicide note that her dad read to her that was supposedly from Coach P was actually written by her dad because he wanted to basically, uh, trick her into accepting the coaching job right he wanted to motivate her to be more than she she was yeah and i mean it did work but yeah. it, it only it only begs the question all right so what were you going to do when the whole teaching coaching thing was over and she was looking for her money like that's you got to come up with a 500 thou 
uh, right quick. Uh, yeah, I don't think he was. <laughs> I don't think he was thinking that far ahead. Yeah. He wasn't playing the long game. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, but yeah, so at this point, uh, Hope Ann is like totally upset with her father saying, you ruined my life because I didn't want to do this anyway and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And like, she's like very uh, despondent at this point. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, her, her coach committed suicide. She's flat broke. Her dad betrayed her. Uh, the dad also has some weird relationship with this goldfish. Apparently, this goldfish, um, Bradley, that he talks yeah. to when he's having problems with Hope Ann. That's kind of run throughout the movie, which I thought was interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He He's like feeding the goldfish. It's like one of the highlights of his day. And she's just like, he has no idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's a goldfish, Dad. <laughs> That's a goldfish. They've got like a two-second memory. Uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, she is feeling kind of down. Um, so she ends up uh, at the bar hooking up with Lance. And we see the big comedy sex scene that we talked about before where they're having all sorts of uh, Olympic sex. There's all sorts of gymnastics moves in right. this. And um, it's, uh, I guess we should say that that it is not uh, Melissa Rausch in the scene. They kind of disguise it with like low lighting and a lot of quick cuts in the, in the hotel room. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, I mean, when they're, so when they meet up at the bar, it's like Lance, I, there was this one line I thought was kind of funny where uh, mm-hmm. Lance notices that Hope doesn't have her boobs taped down. They're just, you know, yeah. out on display, out and proud. <laughs> and uh, and Lance says, oh, I see you got the dream killers out tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, uh, big breasts are not an advantage for a gymnast. Uh, so, yeah. In, so in I- any any other field of work, they kind of are, but gymnastics... Not so much. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, him calling them, them the dream killers is is kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> and then said, so, "No, I was come. I was just 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 being. I was just kidding. You have very nice cans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's chivalrous. Yes, <laughs> and yes, and that's enough to for them to hook up in this. Yeah, like you said, crazy sex scene, very acrobatic. It's like them." Yeah getting in all these positions, doing, like, balance beams on their... Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, high lifts. It, it's it, it's it's a workout. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, think, it is something else. Yeah, I think at one point, like, Sebastian gets naked, and we see he has, like, uh, like the ribbon of a gold medal tattooed on his chest, but the gold medal is you know, supposed to be his, uh, his junk, his hog. Yeah. It's, it's down on his, his stomach. It's like a sort of like a treasure trail, I guess. Yeah. And of course he points at it and says, go for the gold. Yeah. Uh, so, get it. Cause the gold's his penis. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then of course, um, <laughs> uh, we actually have a, a, a clip to, that we can play later on where she talks about where Melissa Roush talks about uh, picking out her body double for this uh, this part of the movie. Because, um, you know, she even though she co-wrote the movie, she was like, I you know don't want to be naked in my own movie, which you know, her prerogative. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and again, and the scene works perfectly well with, you know, somebody who can do all those moves for real. And yeah, also to get naked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, if, if you could choose your own body double, do it, people. 
I know I, I have Terry Crews standing by sure. if I ever in a movie where I need a, a body double. Right. I mean, I've got Chris Hemsworth on speed dial for uh, when we do the SNL nerds movie and we have the inevitable nude scenes. Yes. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but then unfortunately, uh, just then as, as, uh, Lance and hope are going at it by the window and they, and they've got the, the, the rings <laughs> up by the uh, window for, you know, their latest position. Uh, Twitchy comes by and sees them in the window oh. and he's like, oh, oh, that's not good. This is not good for me. Mm. The, the girl I like and that I've been dating is having getting, uh, gymnastic sex with this other dude. That's, getting railed uh, hard by, yeah. <laughs> by the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that's not good. So the next day at the, uh, at the Toronto games, um, <laughs> he, you know, Twitch breaks up with hope and he's like, Hey, I'm still going to be here for Maggie. Cause you know, it's important to be here for her, but you and I are done. And, uh, hope, you know, re- kind of realizes, Oh, I've really screwed up here. Yeah. So. And of course, uh, Lance comes in and. You know, he's a big old jerk. He even says, oh, yeah. sex wasn't even that great. Yeah. Uh, like right in front of her, you know. So You were a lousy lay in 2004. You're a lousy lay now. <laughs> so. Yeah, so just a real, a real heartwarming dude. He's a class act, this guy. <laughs> and we, we see Hope and, you know, and she's, <laughs> she's worried that, you know, if Maggie does well in the games that she is going to eclipse her in terms of fame because like she's from the same hometown right she wins the gold that that's of course going to be better than a bronze winner so we see a scene where she like fantasizes about telling maggie that her mom's plane crashed her mom is there uh cicely strong is up there in the cheap seats to like cheer her on and it's it's so sad she's like oh you know i i talked to my boss and i'm gonna be there but i'm gonna be there kind of late (laughs) So right. she apparently was working that day before traveling up to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> From Amherst, Ohio yeah. to Toronto. That's like I'm a whole sure day trip. Hours. Yeah, I'm not sure how many hours that is. But I mean, the- but she's there. She wants to support her daughter. And she, she like calls Hope on the cell. And she's like, yeah, tell her I'm here and I'm cheering her on. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not like a subway ride. That's like a, you got to plan that. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> but uh yeah we see we see her fantasize about telling maggie right before her routine like oh your mom died in the plane crash on the way up here so welcome to the dead mom club yeah Yeah. and and we see in the fantasy sequence it's it's in the electronic board that displays her core her her score just says sucks (laughs) yeah because she sucks and that's when we kind of slowly realize, oh, this this is a dream sequence. And then, yeah, and then she comes out of it. Right. And, uh, yeah, so, the, but then we see that she thinks better of it, and she decides to tell uh, Maggie that your mom's on her way. She's just running late. Yeah. Showing yeah. that she's slowly turning a corner and trying to become a better person. Right, right. And and we she, like, sees her mom and stands later and waves at her. So, Yay. so that's good. Yay. Um, so Maggie, uh, because she has that encouragement and that, and that support, she ends up winning the gold. Uh, and <laughs> then shortly, and then 
and then Hope is despondent. She, we see her like walking out of the arena because she realizes this is this is kind of the end of the line for her. Right, kind of beginning of the end. Yeah, because we got a we got a new one. We got a we got a new <laughs> Olympian, and she's she's won the gold, and she's more recent, and yay! Um, <laughs> we have a shiny new toy, yay! Yay! And then after that, we see uh, Hope back home in Amherst, and she's kind of drowning her sorrows and. She sees the TV at the diner. Uh, Maggie announces that she's moving to Los Angeles and that Lance is going to be her new coach. Yeah, that surprised me kind of a, when I first saw it. Be- just because, yeah. I mean, just because like the way they made her character Maggie, she was like very loyal to Hope and she idolized her. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like you said, a couple uh, minutes ago when, um, you know, after she she doped her up full of in a, full of weed in that smoothie. Uh, and she was like, you know, she was tripping balls. Right. And, uh, I don't and think that... she ever caught on to that, though. Oh, okay. But yeah. still, like, she was, yeah, I guess I never, she never, I guess she was like, oh, yeah, that was weird. I don't know why I was feeling so weird the other day. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, she, yeah. She, oh, I was having an off day. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, like, during that part, we see uh, Lance talk to uh, Maggie's mom saying, yeah, Hope is not the best coach for you. You should have her coach with me. I'm a... I won silver and gold and but and everything. Um, I'd be better for her career. But even then, Maggie was like, no, I want to stay with Hope. She knows she has my best interests at heart, even yeah. though at that point she didn't. So she seemed like really like, you know, she's like very loyal and innocent. So for her to kind of t- have that twisted like that and be like, oh, I won the gold now. So I'm moving to L.A. and Lance is my you know coach. And that kind of mm-hmm. took me by surprise. But I guess it would make sense. Like if you're somebody who just had their first taste of victory like yeah. this and like you're at the beginning of what could be a big and long career, you would do you would do something like that, I, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, she says like in her statement that uh, and, and she's reading this. It's almost like a hostage video. The way she's reading this, this is obviously something that's, that's been written for her uh, probably by Lance. Um, and she's like, after many long discussions with my mother and mm-hmm. and because a, a gold Olympian understands the problems of a gold Olympian. I keep saying Olympian. It's not they never refer to it as the Olympics in the movie. Don't, but, John, we're going to get sued. Don't say that. But, but I keep saying Olympics because, well, it's easier. And uh, say the big game. If this movie has taught me anything, it's that all, you should always go down the path of least resistance and do the easiest thing. <laughs> go down. That was, yeah. And go down and have the Olympic sex <laughs> with body double. Um, and the dismount. And the dismount. Um, what was I saying? Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. So she's, uh, you know, a gold medal winner, ha- understands the problems of gold medal winner. And so, she, uh, yeah. So she's going for the brass ring. Uh, <laughs> so and then uh shortly after that at in amherst uh, maggie doesn't show up for a mall appearance she doesn't even go back to the old hometown she's changed she's changed she's moved on she's you know she's shaken the off the dust of that uh, that two-bit town yeah that podunk that yeah. podunk hole in the wall she's off to see the world with, yeah. with Rocky the winter soldier that's right um, Peace, peace out, Amherst. Yeah. Deuces. Yeah, she's like, see ya. I'm off with the dude from Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> Let's think of others the best. I, Tanya. I'm, I'm off with uh, Jeff Galuli over yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, but but Hope is there, and she, she gives a speech to the town about... <laughs> 
you know, it's kind of a, a freestyle speech about how, you know, she still appreciates the town, even if Maggie doesn't. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it seems like she's like sort of starting to become okay with not being the, uh, the town darling that she used to be. And she's going towards being the person that she, uh, she wants to be, mm-hmm. as it were, you know, yeah. much like uh, your body double Chris Hemsworth at the end of uh, Endgame, where he's, he wants to be, he's not becoming, he's done with becoming who he was meant to be. And mm-hmm. he's going towards becoming who he wants to be. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can always you I can always throw in a good uh, MCU reference here or there, people. Oh yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And uh, so then after that, to to see how things change, we see she, uh, Hope uh, calls Twitch and she says, "Hey, meet me at the gym in in just a little bit." And he, right, he's a nice guy. He agrees to, and he goes, and we see Hope there, and she's selling off her old Olympic gear gear to donate to the gym to to raise money to keep it open right because the gym was about to was going under. actually did went under i think they said the bank took it on monday right because maggie wasn't there to support it anymore right exactly like maggie was the the great hope yes to keep it open and uh, so since she she bounced to la to la la land so Mm -hmm. that's all all hope is lost but then hope comes back and sells off her stuff in the form of hope selling off her old olympic gear um so yeah so hometown hero makes good and uh she uh she apologizes to twitch she was like hey you know i i did some really shitty stuff to you i you know don't think i deserve an apology but i'd still like one (laughs) and and he accepts he forgives her because he is a nice guy yeah I, i don't think i would do the same thing in his shoes yeah i mean seeing you're the girl you like get banged out by another dude that kind of i don't know if there's any coming back from that from for for me i'll do that for me if you can if you're cool with that you know hey go go with god you're a better man than me but like yeah after that i'd be like yeah i'm 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 gonna go i'm yeah that's not cool banged out by the window of a la quinta inn or wherever they were yeah i ain't ain't crazy about that Hmm. and uh and also uh hope sort of makes peace or is nicer to her dad too like you know, yeah she uh she redoes the uh the number one dad cup that she uh she broke in a fit of rage earlier in the movie right so she's she's slowly you know trying and learning to become a better person she's and, making know. amends it's like she went through a 12-step program uh, yes this is we're at the final step acceptance yes and, i mean yeah she's becoming a better person i don't know if she's still you know, finger blast to her, herself to uh, her old videos, but we're working towards a better future. Probably not, because we see in a deleted scene from the movie that her videotape of her Olympic victory actually broke. Oh, got, the machine ate it. So, yeah, that was that was edited out of the final cut. So I don't know if that's still canon in the bronze universe, but apparently she cannot no longer finger blast herself oh. to her. Her victory. That's why I got to switch it all over to digital, people. Hey, this is why you need to upgrade your home video formats. That's right, CDs or to D- keep to keep that masturbation routine intact. That's right. Switch it over to DVDs, people. It's the, it's the at future. Minimum. DVDs at minimum. I mean, really, go Blu-ray. Yeah. Or straight, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah. Treat yourself. 
Yeah. You know, he, her dad was like, hey, I'm sure you could still watch it on YouTube. And she's like, I don't want to watch it on YouTube. I want to watch it on my the way I've been watching it. Oh. You know, change is hard. She was like, there's people that still listen to vinyl. It's like, how it's how exactly. it meant to be heard. It's just a richer sound quality. <laughs> So anyway, um, so Hope uh, decides to uh, start giving gymnastics lessons in the neighborhood at the gym, and that helps save the gym. It generates the interest that they need. So she's she's giving gymnastics lessons to the neighborhood kids, and, and uh, so she's she's turned turned around. Right, and then uh, we have a little epilogue at the end where it has some uh, text on the bottom and some pictures. Like like American Graffiti and uh, and uh, Animal House or that thing you do, we have a little text update that tells us what happens to all the characters after the movie we finished watching. Right. Uh, yeah. So we learned Maggie never was Maggie wasn't able to go for the gold. Uh, her career was cut short because uh, she got knocked up by Lance. Yeah, she's pregnant with Lance Sucker's baby, so she wasn't able to compete for another gold. But, Did not uh, see that coming. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a twist. <laughs> yeah, part of me was like, wait, how old was Maggie supposed to be? Because that's, ooh. Uh, teenager-ish? I'm just saying I hope she was past the age of consent. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. uh, but, but then it says Stan is enjoying having his little girl back, and we see him with the mug, and it says Bradley still doesn't know he exists. Uh, so that's, that's you know, sort of a mixed bag for, for her dad, Stan. Um. But it says Hope and Ben went on to coach hundreds of children at the Pavlik Gregory Gymnastics Center. Aww. To date, none of them have made it to the games or even a national championship. Um, thankfully, Amherst still has Hope's bronze to be proud of. And we see the sign that said Amherst home to Maggie Townsend and Hope uh, and uh, Gregory. We see that being changed to just home to Hope and Gregory because she's she appreciates where she came from. Yeah, that was uh that was interesting because I don't know. Part of me was like I don't know if I, how I feel about that just because I thought the arc with the whole movie was that she was able to sort of get past her past and move on to the future, but it seemed like towards the end they kind of you know tossed uh, Maggie aside and she was still kind of I don't I guess she wasn't clinging to her past, but like it. I don't know. I don't know. A part of me that saw that I was like, I, don't I, I, I guess I get the where they were going with that, but I don't, I, don't, I, I, don't know. I can't. Maybe I can't explain it, right? Okay. But yeah, I, don't know. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I think it was more just about how the town appreciates her more, you know, because mm. she appreciates the town. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's the movie. Um, the bronze. Uh, not a bad movie. It's a it's a cool little movie. I, th- I thought it was I all right. Yeah, I thought I thought it was well done. I thought it was well done. Although I just saw this on the Goofs page on the movie's uh, IMDb. It says uh, Hope adds raw weed to the smoothie. This will not work in real life since raw weed will not make you high. Well, now mm-hmm. now this entire movie just falls apart. Yeah, we'll see about that. Mm. Yeah. What are you gonna have a raw weed smoothie now just to prove the IMDb? <laughs> I'll yeah. show you IMDb. That's right. I'll, I'll show you what. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as, as I thought I I like this movie. I thought it was a cute little movie. All, all shot on location in Amherst, Ohio. Uh, uh-huh. Shot in twenty two days. That's a pretty quick shoot. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was trying to find out why this 
movie was like so under the radar and why it didn't get promoted that much. Mm -hmm. Like I'm able to find interviews that they did like roundtable interviews online that the the cast did. But I mean, again, like I don't remember seeing too many trailers for it in movie theaters. I don't remember seeing too many commercials for it on TV. I don't remember being in the theaters that long. It just kind of, I mean, it it just didn't get a very wide release apparently. I mean, uh, I don't know how many theaters it was in, but you know, it didn't, it didn't earn that much. So yeah, I guess the studio just kind of buried it or just decided it didn't, the audience wasn't there. Who knows? I guess so. But um, yeah, uh, the bronze, I liked it. And yeah, guys, give it a look if you want. It's on Hulu. You can just watch on Hulu. Worth worth checking out. There are some uh, funny moments in it, and you know it's well done and it's and surprisingly heartfelt at times. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, yeah, so yeah, so uh, thumbs up, we'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely thumbs up for me. I'd I'd like to see uh, more Melissa Roush movies. I don't know if she's uh, you know getting other turns of bat. I don't I don't really know what she's done. Since uh, Big Bang Theory ended like a year or so back. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's doing a revival of Night Court. That's coming up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she plays like uh, Harry Stone's daughter, right? Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to that. I'll be checking that out. I I watched a lot of Night Court back in the day. Okay. uh, Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I just just clicked on her IMDb page and uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fantastic. And also, I didn't know that she was also a stand-up comedian, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why she was on uh, Best Week Ever. I don't know if she still is a, a working stand-up comic. She might have stepped away from that and is just more about the acting now. I, But I honestly don't know. Okay. Maybe she still does. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, and uh, yeah, that's the bronze, guys. That's our uh, take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had like, a few... Um, tweets about it and uh, i know we definitely had uh like a text or a message that we wanted to talk about on the podcast as well uh yeah actually i mean while we're still talking about the movie i've got a um a clip uh from conan o'brien when uh, melissa rash was promoting the movie and she was talking about uh, picking out her her body double for the film so i i will just play that Ooh, let's get into it you had a body double for your nude scene. I did. And this is something I'm always curious about. Do you get to pick that woman? Is that your decision? And how does it, and how do you do it? How okay, it- this was the best shopping experience of my life. <laughs> Getting to pick my naked body double. It was like, it was better than Amazon Prime. Like we just got a bunch of pictures. And I was like, I will take one of those yeah. and one of those. And I mean, my husband was with me choosing them. And he was like trying to act all professional. I was like, yeah, no, I, I think that. I think that looks like you. That's that's good. No, that she looks she looks very nice. I was I got kind of creepy. I was like, could I uh, want to see some side boob? Can we can we get a picture of her side? So boob? you were the creep in I this scenario. I was the full on creep. Yeah. Wow. So do they? So it's all photos. You don't look at pictures. I mean, I mean, you look at pictures. You don't meet the person, or eventually you meet the person on the set. But it's not right. like they come in and you get to you know yeah. No, I didn't get to like examine the merchandise before I. <laughs> what kind of question am I asking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That I was, was, right that was a fun know. look into my mind. Bring her here. <laughs> that's good. Ow! <laughs> that feels like me. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel as a woman. Uh, <laughs> you had a bit of an issue because you and your husband, you wrote the script and then you had to make this and you were very conscientious about making sure that you kept the cost down, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a scene 
that required the use of a creepy guy in the script. Yes, that that is. And the... this this was a problem finding the creepy guy. Is that right? Well, we knew we had to use local casting for that because we didn't have the finances to bring someone out from LA to Ohio where we're shooting. And our director had said, just for background actors, like keep an eye out. We want to make sure we're populating the town with with people who who really live here. But for creepy guy, we were just going to go with an actual local casting, you know, through the casting director, but, be, but an actor. But let's be careful. This is someone that you had to have kind of an intimate scene with. Yes. Yeah, so this, the creepy guy was supposed to um, have sex with me in a bathroom stall. Right. And it's very it's romantic. Very yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 We we draw from life experiences from what we write. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I let you Thank borrow you. my experience for that one. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. So. All of a sudden, so we were still looking for, for this actor, and my husband calls me from a Bob's Big Boy in Ohio. I'm at the production office. He's like, I found our creepy guy. I said, what do you mean? He's like, he's outside. He's sweeping the floor. I don't even think he works here, but he's got a wooden tooth. He's got a yellow shirt, and I think he's perfect. I was like, is, he's not an actor? He's like, no, no, no. I got his AOL address. He's totally on board. <laughs> this, is, this is a gentleman who needs to take your wife from behind on camera. We need a trained professional for this, but he was- he Your really, husband was willing to get a guy that's how who's wandering was. around a Bob's big boy yes. with a wooden tooth. Yes, yes. That's a nice partner it's you have there in life. Husband of the year. So, that's uh... <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yay! <laughs> so yeah, they had some interesting experiences uh, making this movie. You don't, yeah, yeah. Uh, including uh, her husband being like, hey, this uh, seemingly uh, homeless man by the Bob's Big Boy, you yeah. you, you want to have a go at him, yeah? <laughs> and this is her husband. I love that. That's, I'm, that's yeah, I'm assuming he was kidding, but if he wasn't, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, he either has, he's either very eager or, or has a very good sense of humor. <laughs> uh, love is in the air. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. It's worth checking out. Um, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. I, I've seen it like streaming a couple places. I don't think it was a, streaming anywhere at the moment, but I was able to find a copy at my local library. No, it's, uh, it's streaming on Hulu. It's streaming on Hulu. So yeah, go do that. Go I said do- it. I just said it. Okay. Okay. Well, I only listen to 50% of that about what you say. What? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. See what I did there? That's called comedy. Comedy yeah. timing, people. Boom. Okay. Well, if you say so. <laughs> I do. I do say so. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's good stuff, and it's a good uh, comedic performance by uh, Melissa Roush. And she's not uh, it, like if you know her from The Big Bang Theory, she's not doing like her Bernadette voice in uh, in this movie. She she has a, a different sort of comedic voice. She's she has a plethora of comedic voices. Yeah, her voice in this one is it's very much uh, Midwest, Chicago, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, Da Bears, yeah, uh, super fans voice, very, mm-hmm. very thick yeah. Chicago accent. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it, it works for the character. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So um, yeah. So the that's the and that's the bronze. That's the bronze. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I guess that's our episode, but I guess we should also kind of wrap it up with, um, we, we got a bit of a, what you call it? We got, we got a message from a listener. Yes, we did. We did. Let's see. Um, 
where are we? Okay, yeah, I got I got this here. And no, actually, I'm going to go to it in Messenger. So okay. I can read it there. Um, okay, I I got it up. If you want me to read it. Yeah, yeah, you can go for it. Go for it. All right. So we so a couple days ago, we learned from a uh, super super producer Frank Kablawi, the Lauren Michaels of our podcast, yes. uh, that we got a message on the non pro site about our last episode from a fan, Amanda. So yeah. uh, Amanda, this 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 one goes out to you. <laughs> I turned. I don't know why I turned into Casey Kasem. Yeah, I don't know why either. I was Wolfman Jack in the beginning. Now I'm Casey Kasem. It's very. I'm. I'm gonna be all the, DJs. all the DJs. Yes, Doctor yeah. Johnny Fever. Rest in peace. I'm gonna be him next. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be uh, Rick D's and do a little disco <laughs> in a bit. Rick D's. Oh shit! I, oh, right. I haven't heard that name in forever. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Let, let, we're getting sidetracked. Let's go sorry, to a man. Sorry. Right. All right. So uh, this is from Amanda. So I just wanted to point out something. I just wanted to point something out since y'all had quite the comments about the actress who played Flo from Progressive uh, laugh emoji. Her name is Jennifer Courtney, and she actually has an ex- extensive filmography as a character actress. Progressive is her steady pay, her steady pay. But off the top of my head, she was in episodes of Angel, Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff. I, I know what Angel is. <laughs> yeah, we, we know what Angel is. We, we're nerds. Our nerds' name, honestly. We're nerds. Don't. <laughs> yeah, come on. I Come on. And has a recurring role on The Goldbergs. Oops. I didn't know that. I've seen the odd episode of The Goldbergs, but I've never seen her pop up on the show. But yeah, that's same. same. Uh, but since we're talking about SNL and sketch comedy, I have to point out that she was a main cast member of The Groundlings. And she still goes back and performs shows with them all the time. I think Heidi even has performed with her before. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that's good to know. Uh, right. Well, also, I mean, I, I I honestly don't remember talking about Flo, the progressive lady, much in the last episode. I think I think I just made some joke about how she's like playing different characters in the commercials now to like show off her versatility. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I I was more I didn't really mean that as a bash against her, but I I just. Yeah. It's it's just a tough thing when like you become best known for a commercial. You know? Yeah, we have no hate for. I don't even remember talking about flow either. But neither do I. Neither we, do I. I don't. I don't listen to every episode of the podcast. So sometimes no. I we record this and I just go blank on it afterwards. Yeah. I just um, I just black out on the, yeah. what I'm talking. I don't even know what I'm saying. But yeah, like we have no ill will towards flow. No no flow hate. Only yeah. love. But it's just she's been pl- doing those commercials forever, and you just know that the the typecasting is just going to get worse because yeah, there, there, I'm sure there are people who are like, Oh, well we don't want to cast her because she's known as that character. It's, you know, it's like the, can you hear me now guy or something? Yeah. Or like, or the, uh, the old spice guy. Right. Right. Or, things. or the, uh, the guy from the beer commercial who goes, are we having fun yet? <laughs> oh, you know? Oh, I can't wait for that reboot to come. I, Oh God. I cannot wait for party down to come back. Um, oh. That is the best show. Check out Party Down if you have not already. Also um, on Hulu. Trust me, it's Party. Oh, I I really wish somebody from SNL was on Party Down just so we could talk about it. Um, I don't think they were. We gotta find it. Yeah, let's see. Adam Scott, uh, Jane Lynch, uh, Martin Starr, Ryan Hansen, uh, 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 what's her name? Um, oh, uh, Lizzie, Liz Kaplan, Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, I want I want to call her Lindsay for some reason because no. that's the character name. Uh, Megan Lally, Ken Marino. Yeah, 
there's a lot of people from the state on it. It's it's so Where close to be SNL guest stars on it. I can't I can't recall any right now. I guess I'm gonna have to rewatch. Yeah, maybe maybe in the reboot. Anyway, um, anyway, it's coming back and we're excited. I mean that yes. that was a swiftly canceled show. Uh, just lasted like two seasons on Stars. I think like ten episodes a season. Yeah, it's uh, uh yeah, way, deserves way more love than it got. Yeah. I guys, we we highly recommend you watch Party Down on Hulu. We are both huge, huge Party Down fans. If like tomorrow you came to us and be like, you know, this is now a Party Down podcast. We're like, (laughs) okay, cool. Um, We can only do 20 more episodes, but hey, cool. Party (laughs) Down cast. (laughs) Party Down cast. Um, Maybe we should do a limited run Party Down podcast. Maybe. Ooh, I like that. That might be fun. Uh, But but anyway, uh, Amanda has more to say. Oh, Uh, right. Yeah. I can read the second half of hers. Yeah, go for it. She says, uh. Also, not a bad episode, but there was some different fun stuff. There was some different fun stuff in there. Uh, but for me, the highlight truly was Willem Dafoe. He got so into things, uh, like the amazing actor he is, so things were more enjoyable because of him. Also, loved Bowen and AD on Update. I adore both of them, so it was a nice pair. And I was happy to see AD do an Update character, since she, the only one she's ever done that didn't work for me was the Mother Earth thing. Excited for Mulaney later this month. Uh, us too. Uh, another five-timer this season. Every host this season has been either a first-timer or a five-timer. That's interesting. I hadn't uh, made that connection, but I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and if he wants to do a musical sketch, as you do, or yeah. he tells you, uh, uh, we'll have Cecily back, so it'll sound a lot better. I'm I'm not sure if Cecily's going to come back in time for Mulaney or not. I, I'm not sure when exactly her Broadway show is ending. And I don't, would she have to like isolate for five days after that? I don't know. Mm, that's a good point. A little tight for that. Um, I would love to see her back. I mean, if she can't come back to the show quickly enough for, for my, uh, for my money. Um, she says, uh, let me know if you would, Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That was something that Frank said. Uh, so, but thank you very much for that, uh, Amanda. We appreciate the feedback. Thanks, Amanda. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So, tip of the hat to Amanda. And if you know, if you want to write us through the non-pro site or uh, tell us what you think of the show o- over on Twitter or uh, or uh, uh, go, you know, review the podcast on your your the podcast app of your choice. We always love hearing that. Oh yeah, we love to, we love to engage. We love to hear feedback. What we are doing right, what we're doing wrong. Just, just get at us. You can follow us on Twitter at mm-hmm. SNL Nerds Show. Tweet at us. Um, give us a follow. We'll follow you back as long as you're not like spam or some, some weirdo creep. Um, yeah. You know, somebody who wants like pictures of our feet or something. We'll follow you back. And um, as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Darren Credible. That's D A R I N Credible. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, Trumbull Comic, T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L, and the word comic. So, And uh, you can also uh, donate to our Patreon over at uh, non-productive.com. So uh, just go on there and uh, hit the button for Patreon or search for SNL Nerds, and you can donate for that and help keep the show going. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, so then that's our, that's our episode, guys. Um so should we talk about what we're going to do next? Uh, yeah, next week, uh, as you may know, the uh, Superb Owl game is going on. 
So uh, we thought we would do something football-related. Football. Yes. As the French say, football. The football. Um, so we uh, just we, we racked our brains. We were like, what football-type things has an SNL cast member done? And we, decide, and we realized that uh, Adam Sandler has done a couple of them. So we decided to do his remake of The Longest Yard from a few years back. Yes, Longest Yard from 2005. Wow, that was... Oh, geez. wow, that's from further back than I realized. Yeah, geez, 15 years ago. God damn. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, uh, Burt Reynolds, uh, Nelly, uh, my, my body double, Terry Crews, and I mm. believe, um, who else is in this thing? Uh, Michael Irvin, Burt Reynolds, I said. Oh, uh, uh, Tracy Morgan's in it somewhere. Uh, Nicholas Turturro. Who okay. knows? A lot of Who dudes. Knows? Well, we'll find out where he is in this. Yeah. We'll keep an eye out for for Tracy Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Where's Tracy Morgan? <laughs> we need more Tracy Morgan. You better not be getting nobody pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've, I've only seen a little bit of this movie on TV. I think that I remember watching the beginning of it years ago, but I didn't stick around for the entire thing. I don't I don't really. I don't remember why. I don't remember if I like turned it off or just had something else going on. But yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah, like this is one of those movies that was like kind of always on TBS or TNT all the time. But like I have, I've never seen this. This will be a, I'm be going in cold. It's the first time for me. And I've not seen the original uh, Longest Yard either with uh, Burt Reynolds, who I know also plays a part in the remake. Uh, same. I haven't seen that either. I just know the premise is like a, a famous football player gets locked up in the in the yeah. in the in the who's gal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he somehow sets up a thing where it's like uh, the inmates against the guards in a right. game of football. Convicts against the guards, yeah. Yeah, and that's like, that's pretty much uh, all I know. Yep. So, yep. yeah. And it's a comedy. And it's a comedy, yeah. Yeah. You know, who, who says you can't have some laughs in prison? No, not me. Not me. So... So that's what we're doing next week. That's our that's our Super Bowl show. Uh, so we'll uh, check that out next week. So uh, yeah, yeah. So check it out, and um, yeah, that's our episode, guys. Thanks again so much for listening. Please keep following. Please keep leave, leave reviews. Do all that jazz and um, reach review and subscribe. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you back uh, here next week. And until then, nerd out. out. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.